This is Franciscan Voice, finding God's voice among us. And to this day, I don't know why I said yes. (laughs) But in my mind, when Father Rufinus said, we'll give you a chance, I said to myself, no, Father Rufinus, you have it just backwards. At $4,000, I'm going to give you a chance. (laughs) Hi, this is Brother Nicholas Romeo, and you're listening to The Friable Friar, a series from the Franciscan Friars Conventual focused on the critical Catholic question of vocational discernment. Throughout this second season, we listen to real friars tell the tales of their vocations. We're Father Francis Lombardo, one of our elders in the community living up here in Buffalo, New York. Uh, Father Francis, good to see you. Good to see you too. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about you? Your vocation story, what led you here? Well, the vocation story um, goes back longer, farther back than I even thought. Um, When I graduated from high school, I was not planning on a vocation at all. I, um, I went to New York and studied for, for a year with, um, Herbert Berghoff and Uta Hagen in their theater. Then when I came back to Buffalo, knowing that for sure I was never going to be um, uh, make a living in theater, I went to um, Buff State and majored in my undergraduate degree in speech pathology and speech therapy and hearing therapy and a uh, elementary education. After graduation, I. I got a job as the speech therapist for the Sloan Public School System, Mm -hmm. the only speech therapist, Mm -hmm. and I had to set up the speech program. So I was a speech therapist in the public school system for Sloan, New York, for two years, and that became rather tiresome and boring. (laughs) So I knew that I had to get something else and do something else. So I applied to um, some colleges and universities for a master's degree in speech pathology and audiology, and I was fortunate to get a, a, a scholarship to Penn State in their speech pathology uh, and audiology program. So I applied to Buffalo Catholic Schools for a um, position. They told me they had no positions, except one thing. There is a school out in Athol Springs that is looking for a teacher, a high school teacher, you might want to try them. So I called St. Francis High School and made an appointment to be interviewed. But to cover my bases, I also made an appointment with the Buffalo Public School System and had an interview on the same day that I had the interview with St. Francis. So I went to the um, Buffalo Public School interview with the superintendent and he offered me a job teaching seventh grade uh, in the Buffalo Public Schools for $7,000 a year. And I told him that it was very good and I'd let him know because I had another appointment with St. Francis High School that very afternoon. And he said to me, and almost like in quote, well, they can't offer you what we're offering you. I said, no, that's true. I understand that. But I want to at least pay the courtesy of keeping my appointment. So I came out to Ethel Springs and had an interview with Father Rufinus, the principal, 
for the uh, position of freshman and sophomore English teacher. After my interview, he said, okay, we can, we can uh, give you a position. We'll give you a chance. We'll hire you for $4,000 a year. And to this day, I don't know why I said yes. <laughs> but in my mind, when Father Rufinus said, we'll give you a chance, I said to myself, no, Father Rufinus, you have it just backwards. At $4,000, I'm going to give you a chance. <laughs> I was also working in the summer at Cradle Beach Camp on, in Angola, a very important factor. Because Cradle Beach Camp is a camp for handicapped children and economically deprived children. It's one of the few camps in the world that integrates both. At Cradle Beach, I was enthralled. I was enthralled with the work. I loved the work. I loved the people that we all lived, the staff lived in, in community. And they were a, a staff that was gathered to have an objective outside themselves, something greater than themselves. And it was the children, the campers, important point. When I came to St. Francis High School, I found that same kind of attitude among the friars. They were they lived in community and they were joined for something greater than themselves, the students and other people. And I wondered if I could be a part of that. That's the only time I wondered. My meeting with the friars here at St. Francis High School. That was in 1964 to 65. In February of 65, I um, met with Father Marion Tolchek, and I told him about my curiosity. Once I got to Novitiate, I think it was about three days into the visit, I said, oh, this is not for me. Getting up at five in the morning, having to be at chapel at six in the morning. Remember, we said all of the office mm -hmm. in common, all of the office in common, chanted, had meditation in addition to this, and mass, of course. I said, no, I, said, I don't think I'm going to last, but I'll give it two weeks. That was the last time I thought about leaving. Hmm. After the two weeks that I gave it, and I'm glad that I gave it two weeks, after those two weeks, I never thought about it again. After the three days about then, I said, well, since I'm going to be here, I'm going to throw myself into it. Mm -hmm. And that's what was necessary. Hmm. I just had to throw myself into it, not think about anything else, but just doing what was before me to do and enjoying where I was and what I was doing. Um, I know that novitiate was probably one of the happiest years of my uh, my uh, my vocation. I absolutely loved being at Ellicott City. I loved the simplicity of it. I remember when we would work, we would have work periods, you know, that we would have to do. And one, uh, Father Dominic, after the work period, would bring up a case. We were about almost 20 in a vision. Hmm. 
um, bring up a case of orange soda. Warm. Mm. Warm orange soda. <laughs> so at one time, after that, I mentioned to him, I said, one of the things I'm going to enjoy most, like an honor tradition, is a cold orange soda. So the next time, and every time after that, it was cold orange soda. But it was such a simple, idyllic life. It took, it took so little to make us happy. Imagine being so thrilled over a bottle of cold <laughs> orange soda. It made your day. <laughs> and how simple is that? That's all it took. Discernment is discernment. Don't forget, novitiate is also discernment. Mm -hmm. So don't expect to have all the boards nailed down before you enter. Because that novitiate, the purpose of novitiate, is to discern whether this life is for you or not. So I wouldn't be want to have too many answers, uh, answers to too many questions before I went into novitiate. It's not that permanent. It's to see. Right. It's educational. It's to find out. So don't discourage yourself. Don't 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 discourage that opportunity, or don't discourage you having that experience, because even if it doesn't work out, it's an experience that will still enrich you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our website to discover other episodes at franciscanvoice.org.